Hi, this is Tom from The Happiness Quotient. Thank you for clicking on this episode. If you've chosen to listen to some of my first episodes, 60 or so, they were created before I changed the name to The Happiness Quotient. Don't be confused if you hear my voice welcoming you to Baker Street with Tom Pollard or if you hear me referencing my YouTube channel, Everest Mystery, you're still in the right place. Until I'm a big star and can hire an editor and producer to change every episode to reflect the platform, my gut tells me you'll be okay with hearing Baker Street or Everest Mystery when you click on an episode to The Happiness Quotient. It's all me. So let's just consider us one big happy family where we all learn together brought here by our common interests and our desire to create a better world one episode at a time. I love you. Thank you. Now to the episode. This is the Happiness Quotient. I'm Tom Pollard. Please, before we move on to this awesome interview with Rebecca Wood, known as Studio Mama, talking about her cookbook, Please subscribe wherever you are listening or watching, as this is also on YouTube as well. All of my suffering came, I didn't appreciate it. I never learned a thing being happy. Today is a good one. I mean, how many people do you know that are called Studio Mama? Rebecca Wood was the chef, trusted keeper, and diviner at Zach Brown's renowned Southern Ground Nashville studio for almost a decade. And if you don't know who Zach Brown is, well, chicken fried, my old man. I practically well up just thinking about that second song. And chicken fried, I know, it's a weird story, but it reminds me of my dog Bud driving to Woodstock, New York to visit the Butterfields to do a documentary about Paul. Zach Brown's studio was a converted church. I guess you could say that Rebecca's real talents and creative qualities came out helping transform a hundred-year-old building into a warm home where beautiful music was made. And as it would turn out, she ended up curating incredible down-home meals and menus from old family recipes for her cookbook, which is called The Studio Mama Cookbook, a collection of cherished Southern recipes, real-life stories, and star-studded menus from the Music City. And that Music City is Nashville, Tennessee. The heart of the Studio Mama Cookbook is a collection of these menus, each of them created for an artist who worked at the studio. The menus break into tidbits and music history. What makes the acoustics of Southern Ground Nashville sound so good? How was a bucket used to help Chris Christopherson learn how to sing? How do Casey Musgraves, Christmas Glitter, and Taco Bowls go together? Music fans enjoy learning what the Zac Brown Band, Steven Tyler, Megadeth, Lee Bryce, the Wood Brothers, Leon Bridges, Cheap Trick, Shawn Mendes, Carrie Underwood, Dirks Bentley. What were they eating while they recorded? Well, let's let Rebecca tell us a little bit more. And I'm going to talk to her today. I need to do a preemptive strike and tell you that I have interviewed Rebecca's husband, Oliver, on numerous occasions for the podcast. 
Oliver Wood is one of the Wood Brothers, the amazing band. And as many of you are well aware, their song, Happiness Jones, is the theme song of this podcast. To Happiness Jones, my friend. So long story short, Rebecca is married to Oliver Wood. And then the Wood Brothers get into Zach Brown's studio to record an album. And as many would imagine, the hours are long. It is not easy recording an album, I guess. I've never done it. But I know it would take many, many hours, well into the night, day after day. Being a family with two children, Rebecca and Oliver, know that family time is oh so precious. I'll let Rebecca take it from there to explain the genesis of this cookbook, the Studio Mama cookbook, and also her other satellite projects that can only happen when intelligent creatives get together and brainstorm over a good dinner or meal or treat. Studio hours are long, and um, in order to get any sort of family time, we started making meals in the studio kitchen. After that session was over, the studio manager, Matt Mangano, came to me and said, this is awesome. Can we do this for every session? And so we renegotiated the studio rate so that it would include that. Like it wasn't an extra charge. It wasn't like a negotiable thing. Every session that was in the main room got lunch. And so I use as many local organic um, ingredients as I can find. I had a food hub that I work with and, you know, lots of local farmers and, and kept a freezer full of things and made my own pickles and jams and jellies and, um, and kept all of that stuff sort of on hand. And so even if there was a last minute session, like we have so-and-so coming in tomorrow, I was able to pull things together. That is so awesome. What a cool thing to do because, uh, I mean, not that it would be a bad thing to continue doing the what you originally started at the studio with, you know, doing some of the paperwork and things like that. But but if you love to cook, it's like, hey, let's express ourselves here. And that's what music is, I suppose. So um, must have gotten rave reviews. And, uh, you know, so are you still doing that? Is this still your thing or are you have you? When the pandemic hit, Zach shuttered the studio for a while and a few people have gone in to record and have hired me as a contractor to come in and cook for them. So I have gotten to go in and do that. But um, I got to spend most of that time really putting my book together. And I also started a weekly meal delivery for people, you know, when nobody was going out or whatever. Now I am working on uh, the Studio Mama Supper Club, which um, will be like a 30 person max um, audience with an with a an artist and the multi course meal and, you know, wine and booze and all those things. That is awesome. So you because you started when you were promoting the book for the first time, you did that with Oliver, I believe your husband, Oliver Wood, yeah. to so people who contributed uh it obviously it wasn't like buying a book you had to contribute something extra but it was for a private showing i'm i think it was at your house or in the backyard yeah, it was at like the wood brothers recording studio mm-hmm. amazing amazing so t- how did that go it m- obviously went well if this is an idea that you're you know continuing onward with. was 
dreamy in every way. It was the, the guests were happy, the performers were happy, even the bartender is a friend of ours and he plays an incredible harmonica and is a poet. So he came and um, recited one of his works and um, played harmonica and my son came and sat in and he's an awesome musician too. He played trombone and, and the guests that were there were just blown away and really happy to be there too. And and one of them actually asked me, like, what is it that you, you know, you have this book and you've been doing these meals. Like, what is it that you want to do next? And my response was this, I want to do this. And so he has offered to help finance some of that going forward. So I have, you know, since I have that um, project in my pocket, you know, and I know what the costs are and I know, um, like I have a good handle on the business part of it. So now I just need to book it. Right on. Yeah. So is there a musician or a, a band that upcoming or you're just keeping just doing the basics first? Just doing like the basics first. Yep. Just yeah. trying to get, um, I have a one sheet and a promo reel that I've been sending out to some managers and agents and making relationships and yeah, trying to, trying to make a pad. <laughs> right on. Right on. Hey, so Rebecca, what, what's in there? If, if somebody wanted to know what kind of recipes you have in there, you're from, you're in Tennessee. So I would, I think ostensibly there'll be some Southern cooking in there and some of your own styles. What's in it? Like what, what might there we find? There are plenty of Southern sort of things, but there's some, there's some flair too. There's um, like an Asian chicken salad that's in there uh, that you would use with the leftovers from, you know, the spatchcock chicken or whatever. So there's um, there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of main recipes. I mean, and it's set up like a like a traditional cookbook. So there's um, starters and drinks and mains and salads and soups and, you know, desserts and then spreads and things. Scrolling through it. I'm sorry, but that fried chicken and waffles with spicy honey drizzle. That was, that's like what's crazy. That was such an accident. <laughs> oh, I'm like obsessed with it right now. I um I uh, had a corporate dinner coming in and they asked for a selection of of menus that they could choose from and I don't know what came over me but I put chicken and waffles in there and then they picked it and I was like holy crap I don't fry chicken like <laughs> so, so I had to get our studio assistant Preston to come and teach me how to fry chicken. <laughs> nice. So that's the recipe is um is his fried chicken. Well, when you uh you know for breakfast at least for me it's the 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 magic bullet is is salt a little bit of salty a little bit of sweet some you know so like pancakes and syrup but with the eggs too and the toast and then the home fry so that mm, i'm like i can almost not even talk looking at the picture are there any contributions from zach brown or or from people in the bands or is this just your thing or just the favorites maybe it's my thing there there are recipes that i created for um for those folks like there's a chocolate chip banana bread that i sort of created from my grandmother's recipe and made it 
into something for Zach um, specifically. And every time he would come into the studio, I would have it ready for him and then, you know, have another loaf when it was loadout time for his bus to take home with him. I've interviewed Oliver a couple of times for the happiness quotient and uh, just have this real fascination with the idea of, because as a little kid, you, you know, I would have my heroes who were musicians or rock stars or something. And you, and as a kid, you never put them into a family. You don't think, oh, it's a what a family man. And you, know, you just think this guy who goes out and he jams and people, yeah, you know, go crazy. Yeah, he appears on stage and then that's that. And, and, then, he go, and then he goes into a closet and sleeps <laughs> and all the wires recharge him. But the, but the more that I do, the, the, the music is actually, all, well, I mean, granted, a tour that takes many, many months of, out of one's year it is uh it is can be overwhelming at time but it's actually the music is almost second in a way like these like like Oliver all these people are just so committed to the what's not on the stage and that to me has become a much greater source of of inspiration than anything you know because it's about a balance i guess and i know i'm veering away from the book a little bit but but during covid you probably saw the balance equal out because he tours a lot, but these are there's like some really amazing people of of character and dignity that are out there that they're not not just these people who know how to jam on a guitar and sing a song. Yeah, you know? um, when Oliver was home during COVID, it was the most time we had ever spent together. Like we don't usually spend more than six weeks at a time together, and that is a that seems like a long amount of time. And so to be together for a year and a half and really get to know each other in a different sort of way um and even get to work together so he made a solo record their studio is not too far from our house so he could excuse himself um and get a break from you know these walls mm. and give me a break from you know interacting <laughs> yeah. oh, um, any good marriage knows how yeah to i mean <laughs> having some space is important um yeah. But uh, but it, he also gave me the opportunity to do some to use my artwork um, to do the cover for his for his record too. So that was a that was a fun project All to put together. Yeah. So did you grow up in Nashville? Are you from there? I grew up in Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, Georgia is a river town right on the border of Alabama. And it's sort of a military town. Fort Benning is there as sort of the World Infantry Training Center. Mm. Um, Did you grow up in a in military? Was your dad or mom? Both of my grandfathers retired at Fort Benning. And so oh. my, my parents um, grew up there in Columbus, um, you yeah, know, went to high school and stuff there and mm. mm -hmm. um so how did you meet oliver um when i finished high school my um stepfather had taken a job in atlanta so we moved to atlanta and i went to college at georgia state and moved out and lived on my own and did all of that sort of what you do when you're 20 something we met through a friend of mine in in college um, and then I started going to shows and we were acquainted for a number of years. And then, um, then one day something clicked and 
it got extra. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I, it's I love long histories sometimes. And uh, yeah. I, my partner and I met. We knew each other when she was still in high school, and you know that we were just cross paths and like, what a really nice person. Uh-huh. And then we both lived our lives, and thirty years later. Oh my gosh! Wow, you're still that really nice person. So you you establish this connection, and then like there's no attachments or expectations on it, which is really cool because you're not acting any other way than genuinely, right? So you get to know each other, and then when you get back there, it's not like oh, let me tell you about myself. It's like you already know the important stuff. So we, um, we have a friend who said, you know, if there was a narrator for you know, your life or for whatever there, um, they would say, okay, you see that person, they'll be important later. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. But you don't know it. That's the, you know, this is my classic tangent thing, but that's the most important thing that you could ever know in life. And this, I have two sons are 24 and 21 and they're, and I'm like, you, it doesn't even matter if there's a future with a person, but how you treat a person and how you behave and how you respect people, not judging or being unkind, it is important. And then sometimes it does come full circle and you're like, whoa, like it, this is crazy how life works. So, um, hey, Rebecca, so if somebody is interested in, in looking at your book or at least getting a, a, a little overview or buying it, what do they do? Where do they go? And how can they get one? The easiest place to get it would be my website, which is heartsinthemix.com. There are signed and unsigned copies available. In addition to all my swag, I've got t-shirts and bags and spice blends and all of that sort of stuff. It's also available in local shops here in Nashville. That is awesome. So Hearts in the Mix, tell me a little bit about that. That seems like that's who you are a little bit. Yeah, I feel like, so I was just listening actually to your authenticity podcast and I love, I love the idea of ripple reaching out and you don't know how far your ripple goes, right? Um, So putting myself, putting my heart into the things that I do means that you know, wherever that thing goes, it feeds the need of of whoever consumes it or wears it or um, passes it along. And, um, you know, we don't we don't know how far reaching our ripple. Yeah, we, we sure don't. And that's that's kind of the cool part of the mystery, I think. And uh, so you you have because obviously you have that. And I I've seen some posts and, you know, follow social media and have been to your website. And there's that you exude that. So that I mean, just just you can kind of tell by seeing your face and your smile and everything. But now you create like this joy. You warm people's you nourish them literally with food. And uh, I'm excited to try some of the recipes and without putting you on the spot is do you have a favorite one recipe that you'd suggest like if you're going to start with one i would go 
right to the just put you on the spot sorry about that <laughs> well no one that is super simple and really makes a splash is the pimento cheese like you grate some cheese and add some mayonnaise and some roasted peppers and throw it on a cracker right uh, yeah. so that is one that really is delicious and and um easy to do mm. um some of the ones that are a little more complicated and take a number of steps, like if you wanted to go all the way out is the shrimp and grits where you make bacon jam and you make the smoked salsa and then um, then you assemble all of that with the shrimp and grits. And that one is really special and over the top, but it, it definitely requires planning ahead. Well, I'll have to try that and I'll send a picture and it might not look as good as it tastes, but that I guess with time, <laughs> right? Like, my food. I was so grateful to have a, a pro food photographer because so yeah. much food is not beautiful, but man, does it yeah. make you feel so happy? Yeah, yeah. No, but, but, and I wasn't projecting onto you, you're the, because it looks lovely, but I would probably make what would look like a mush or something and be like, what? believe me, it's good. Like, I'll show you. Rebecca's photograph, but a professional photographer for food is vital. Yeah. They, they, they are worth their weight in gold. Hey, so any any appearances coming up? Are you doing a book signing or is there any event coming up or you're just in the planning stages now? I have a couple of catering gigs coming up. Um, I have been asked to be on um, Today in Nashville once a month. So I'm going to start oh, doing that. Um, just like a little five minute cooking slot. So trying to work out the dates on that. And I would like to mention that all of the, the recipes in the book are affiliated with um, with a particular session or musician that I made them for. So it's all, um, you know, I kept good notes for eight years and um, and then made a made a spreadsheet. So I was able to track who who I cooked what for. Mm. And so each it's it's as much a cookbook as it is a coffee table book. So there's it's a storybook in addition to a collection of recipes. Heart's in the mix. Studio Mama, her heart indeed is in the mix. Rebecca Wood has written the Studio Mama Cookbook, a collection of cherished Southern recipes, real-life stories, and star-studded menus from the Music City. It looks absolutely fabulous. Good luck trying to even look at the pictures without, hate to say it, without salivating amazing stuff. Zach Brown himself has said about Rebecca, quote, Rebecca's spark and badassery were a perfect fit in the fold. She made Southern Ground a home away from home for anybody who came in. She was the heart of that place, the studio mama. This is the Happiness Quotient. I hope you'll take a moment to subscribe or share this episode with anybody who might be inspired, anybody who might want to have their heart in the mix. For more info on Rebecca Wood and the Studio Mama Cookbook, visit heartsinthemix.com where you can buy a signed copy of the book. It's a pleasure having you here. Thank you to the Wood Brothers, as always, for permission to use their amazing song happiness 
Jones. I will see you all real soon. If you're still here, please, I would love it if you checked out my Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Everest Mystery and my YouTube channel, Everest Mystery. Check me out. And as always, leave comments and share your thoughts whenever you can and share it with friends who might be interested in hearing or listening or watching. Thanks so much.